You're listening to the Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the greatest fantasy football podcast show on earth. I'm Andy Yakubowski, your host, and the reigning and defending Steel City champion. And today I'm flying solo today, so there is no Jimmy. You just got me. Don't you dare turn that dial. Keep listening to the podcast show. I got a lot of good stuff for you guys today, but Jimmy is actually probably doing what I should be doing as he is prepping for the draft. You never can stop prepping for the draft in Jimmy's world, and he is set his sights on winning it this year, and our draft is this Sunday, so he is not going to be here today. He didn't really want to do another show this close to the draft, just in case he didn't want to give too many of his, uh, show too much of his hand to the rest of the league, just in case they're listening, which I'm sure they are. Today is August 17th. 2022. This is our second episode of season two. Today is draft prep number two. This is the second installment in our draft preparation guide for 2022. Um, This is our 17th year in fantasy football. So I've done a lot of crazy prep in the past. But before we get to that, I want to tell you that this podcast show is brought to you by Pittsburgh Socialites. And want a hands-free, beautifully decorated, lit-up home for Christmas? The holiday season is right around the corner, and the slots are filling up fast. Pittsburgh Socialites is a 100% insured, extremely professional luxury lighting company based right here in Pittsburgh. Support local. So talking about crazy prep that I've had in the past, um, for you veterans out there listening in, you can kind of just listen to my own prep guide and kind of compare that with the own stuff that you do. For um, all you beginners out there, you amateurs that are just uh, still trying to figure out this thing, hopefully i got some hints and tips for you to navigate yourself into your drafts this year. Um, yeah, crazy prep I've done in the past. I've done whole things of like, Listing the entire stats from last year, ranking those guys um, just based on who scored the more points than the next guy. So like a top 150 guys based off last year's stats. Then I would take that list and I would compare it to this year's list from the experts and I would cross I would cross-reference both those lists, and then that would give the guy a certain number. So say he was the second all-time scoring stat guy in the previous year, and then the experts got the guy sitting at slot number four for the fourth best overall player in the league. I would give that guy a cross-reference number of three, the two from the previous year, and then the four from the experts' ranking um, would be a six. So if you divide the two, it would give him a three. Um, for the year, if you can follow me on that one. But uh, instead of doing that, I pretty much just set guys up, and they call them tiers. I pretty much just group um, guys together. This year, for instance, in the tight end category, there's only one tier at the top. The first tier, um, that's Travis Kelsey, only one guy in that tier. And then anybody else falls in tier two or lower um, heading into this year's draft. But I pretty much just group guys that way. But the first thing you do is you grab your favorite fantasy magazine. That's what I do. Grab your magazine. You read that from the cover from beginning to the end. And you kind of read everything with a grain of salt. But as you read it, you put in your own opinion in your head of like, okay, this guy's hyping up um, Brees Hall this year. What's my real take on him? You know, how did he do in college? I mean, does it really look like he's got the tangibles to be an NFL fantasy dynamite like they're telling me? Uh, or is he even even draft worthy because of the personnel around him on the Jets? So that's the first thing. Grab your favorite fantasy magazine. I love ESPNs. Uh, it's the best one. Um, 
I read everything in that. They got a lot of good content in that. It's got colored pages. Um, a color guy. I don't like those fancy magazines that are black and white, very bland. And it gives you everything you need as far as in our league because we have defensive players too. So you have your team preview. You got your individual defensive players. They have the cheat sheets in there. Um, it's great. It's a great, great fancy football magazine. Definitely does better than anyone else. Um, the second thing you should do is you should do many, many mock drafts online. I do this on CBS Sports. Um, I also go on ESPN. And then there's another site called Fantasy Pros where you can go in and they sort of simulate against um, their own experts around their league. And then it's very auto, though. Like no one can go in and draft with you. It's just very automated on Fantasy Pros. Um, CBS Sports is nice because people can actually jump on there. So you actually are doing a mock draft with other people. And then when you do those mock drafts, just keep in mind that your league scoring system might be different than what other people are drafting and the way it's set up and with the rosters and everything. So our league has a super flex spot where you have the potential to start two quarterbacks. So that's sort of unique in its own right. Um, so you kind of got to take that with the with a grain of salt when you're drafting in a league that only has, say, one starting quarterback. And my phone is blowing up today. Very popular. The third thing on your list is this. So these three things. First thing, to reiterate, backing up a little bit, first thing is grab your own fantasy football magazine. My opinion, ESPN is the best. Second, do mock drafts online. It'll help you figure out where guys are going to go um, and help you figure out who you're gonna, who's going to be available for you to take. Uh, the third thing is you got to make your own list. You got to, in your mind, whether you're making tiers or ranking them from 1 to 150, you really have to have some sort of list that you're going off of that has your own customized opinion in it and where you think you should get guys. Otherwise, when it comes down to a draft, um, especially if it's very um, time-constrictive, online, if you're doing an online draft, they're only going to give you a minute or two to pick a guy, so you want to make sure that you know who it is you want in person. They could be strict. They could not be, depending on how your buddies are. If they're a bunch of a-holes, they might stick to a you know, a very strict time, and you might have to you know, shoot from the hip. So you want to be prepared as much as possible by making your own list. It's after the week one preseason fallout. So bringing you the biggest hyped-up players from preseason week one and biggest concerns after preseason week one. Um, the biggest hyped-up players... Um, Trey Lance coming out from week one. Guys are hyping him up and girls on NFL Network, um, across a lot of different channels, ESPN, etc. They're hyping Trey Lance up like he's going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, this elite quarterback sensation. And week one against the Packers, he goes four for five, 92 yards and a touchdown with an amazing 158.3 QB rating. I'm sorry, I'm just not buying in on the whole Trey Lance scenario in 49ers. Um, I think Jimmy G was definitely a better option there. So I just don't see Trey Lance just being this this outstanding quarterback that they that they think they have there. Um, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see as a fantasy option. I don't see him. I would not segue him into the elite category, um, my my opinion on that. Next guy they're hyping up 
is from our Pittsburgh zone, George Pickens. And the story about George coming out of training camp is that he's trash talking the Steelers starting DBs and then he's actually making plays on them. I mean, George Pickens is a guy that I guess just has a lot of attitude, but he can also back it up on the field. He catches an amazing touchdown grab off Mason Rudolph. Although trying to be unbiased here, he did kind of look like he pushed off a little bit and they kind of just let that slide probably because it's preseason. I don't think you'd get away with that catch um, in the regular season with the way he extended his arm, got the DB off him, still caught the ball. But still an amazing catch in the corner of the end zone, getting both feet in um, there. So George Pickens is another guy that nationally recognized as being hyped up huge. And they're saying there were so many receivers taken ahead of him that they can't believe that this guy slid to the Steelers. So he's being hyped up a lot. Also being hyped up is Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive end for Detroit. Aiden Hutchinson had two tackles in the uh, preseason one game against the Falcons. Um, One was for a loss, which was a pretty nice tackle. Um, But you know what? I would take that with a grain of salt too, but the guy will be a starter for your IDP leagues out there. You know, Aiden Hutchinson might be a guy that you want to go ahead and go out and grab. Biggest concerns after preseason week one, um, one of the concerns would be Mr. Tom Brady. Head coach for Tampa Bay, Ted Todd Bulls, um, said that they've already this was something that they had already talked about, him and Tom, about him taking some time off for personal reasons during this time. Um, but I'm not sure I necessarily buy that. I mean, that could be true. But so he's not coming back till after the Titans Patriots preseason game. So Tom Brady will be back August 21st. I mean, that's a Sunday. So probably be back with the team on Monday, the 22nd. So he's off for personal reasons, undisclosed. So I guess you could look at it this one of two ways, um, two sides of every coin type of thing. But on one hand, you could say, well, this is Tom Brady. Um, this is one of going to be the last hurrahs he's going to have for the season. So he's just taking some time before the season starts, before he really digs his heels in and tries to do something with this team. On the other hand, you could say that Tom's kind of like up in the air about actually, you know, really performing this year, and um, he needs some time to just kind of process, you know, what exactly is going on because he's just getting old and just can't hack it anymore. So I don't know. What's going on with Tom? But, you know, it does raise a little bit of red flag uh, to me. Also, Drake London. Drake London was a big concern coming out of week one. He caught a nice 24-yard uh, pass on a cross route, which is really nice. He was about two steps ahead of the D-back in that catch. But, um, you know, he tweaks his knee, and then he goes into the tent and then doesn't come back for the rest of the game. So Drake London... Um, little concern there. He kind of has this burst of speed and this upright running, his extended body. So that concerns for like a low body injury, which is something that kind of happened. But they said it's minor and they said he's going to be okay. But that's a little concerning coming from uh, out of Atlanta's camp there. Also, Lamar Jackson is somebody that is a big concern of mine coming from week one preseason, not for what he's done on the field or anything, but more of what's going on off the field. He does not have an agent. He represents himself, and he's very forthright about that. He answers any questions that people have for him. But, yeah, he doesn't have an agent, and he's entering the last year of his contract, and he said the deadline for his contract is week one. So basically he's saying, I guess, that he's not going to play or whatever. So 
with Kyler Murray getting his big time money and then Deshaun Watson getting his 200 mil plus guaranteed money out of Cleveland. He's looking like he's going to be suspended for the year. That's probably the type of money that Lamar Jackson is planning on making, like that type of big money. So without having agent representation, I don't know if he's going to be able to strike that deal with the Ravens and actually get that one done. So big concern there in Baltimore. Um, If you go ahead and take Lamar, just be aware that you might have some sort of contract issue going on, which you know, could affect him even being on the field at all if he ends up being some some sort of a holdout. So those are the biggest concerns um, from preseason week one. Tom Brady, Drake London, Lamar Jackson. So right now I'm going to play a little game with you guys. I'm going to mention the guy's name. I'm going to pause, and you're going to say either it's going to be rebound or fail. Rebound means this guy's going to be upward trend this year. Fail means he's going to do worse than he did last year. Okay, first guy is Dalvin Cook, running back for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to say rebound. Next guy, new home, new place, Devontae Adams. Wide receiver for now, the Las Vegas Raiders coming back, coming from the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to say rebound. This guy is going to be on the up and up this year. I mean, he's got Derek Carr. A lot of people don't have a whole lot of faith in Derek Carr compared to Aaron Rodgers. But I'll tell you what, these two guys are like two peas in a pod. I'm going to say Adams rebound, which means he's on the up and up. How about Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott? Is that a rebound or fail? I'm going to have to go ahead and go with rebound on this one. I know Tony Pollard has been eating away at the reps of Ezekiel Elliott, and they're pretty much almost splitting 50-50 time now. But I'm going to say Ezekiel Elliott is going to be going to be in a rebound upward trend from last year. I think he can feel Tony Pollard breathing on his neck, and I don't think he likes it very much. So I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott, rebound. And to further off that, with more guys that are motivating them, I'm going to go ahead and go with Chase Claypool. Rebound or fail? I'm going to go ahead with rebound on Chase Claypool too. I think that seeing what George Pickens is doing and seeing all the attention he's getting both locally and nationally, I say Claypool goes back to his rookie form and just starts performing the way he ought to. You know, back before Juju and TikTok kind of blinded him and got into his head. So I'm going to go with Chase Claypool rebound. Next, I'm going to go with an entire organization, the Cleveland Browns. Rebound or fail? What do you think? I agree. Fail. That whole organization is going straight down the tubes. And who's leading that train? Deshaun Watson. And also the NFL. The NFL is planning on suspending Watson for an entire year. So it's going to be very hairy if that guy even sees any playing time this year. They've dumped all this money into him haphazardly. I don't know who's running that organization. I probably do if I Googled it and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I know whoever's running that is a total moron. You don't give that guy that kind of guaranteed money when you got Baker Mayfield, who blew his shoulder out and actually got him in the playoffs. Like, it's amazing how arrogant these organizations are getting lately. I mean, Jimmy G takes the 49ers to the NFC Championship and they get rid of him for Trey Lance. It's absurd the way these teams are being run. But yeah, Cleveland Browns will definitely be a big fail this year.
So with Lamar Jackson, I mean, sitting here in Pittsburgh with Lamar Jackson and hold out things going on, the receiving core depleted in Baltimore, and then you look at the Browns and everything, the shit show that that's in, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers actually looks like they're in pretty good, pretty good uh, standing to actually maybe take the division. Huh? How about that one? Because Trubisky looks solid. Pickett looks amazing being his backup QB. So I'm not worried about the quarterback department this year. And they put a lot of pieces on that offense to make some plays. You got Fryermuth, you got Deontay Johnson, you got Claypool, George Pickens. You have Najee Harris, who's probably arguably the first or second great fantasy back in the 2022 season. So it's going to be a very exciting time to see the Steelers this year. So I am very excited about them. And also I am completely pretty much biased because I live here in Pittsburgh in the South Hills area. But I am pretty much excited for uh, Steelers season. I mean, chalk it up to the Steeler fans for bringing a playoff-like atmosphere in the preseason week one. They were chanting Kenny as uh, Kenny Pickett drove that um, game-winning drive uh, against the Seahawks Saturday night here in Pittsburgh. So amazing uh, just to see the fan base fired up again like that. So pretty cool stuff here in Pittsburgh. Um, you just don't see that around the league in, in the preseason. I mean, I watch a lot of preseason games, but it's not really for the teams. I don't really get too excited for the teams. It's more or less scouting players, looking for guys that could be gems in the fantasy rough, and also looking at um, you know guys that are trying to make the teams. You know, These guys are out there hustling and trying to make a team. So um, that's why I watch the preseason games. It's pretty exciting. And this weekend... Looking at the week two preseason games, you got the Panthers and Patriots Friday night at 7, followed by the Texans and Rams at 10. And then Saturday, you got a whole slew of games. Um, but Sunday, we'll be drafting Sunday. Um, during our draft, it'll be the Eagles at the Browns Sunday at 1 o'clock. And then Sunday night, that'll be post our draft. We'll have the Bengals at the Giants. So a lot of football this weekend. We'll see what kind of starters actually take the field. And uh, hopefully no one gets injured. At least nobody I draft gets injured this weekend. So, yeah, pretty excited for our draft. We're going to have wings. I'm making a pasta salad. Um, probably going to get some Permani Brothers sandwiches. Not probably. We are. Uh, Permani Brothers amazing sandwich. If you haven't had one, um, get one because they're, they're really good. Uh, there's a reason why they are so popular. Um, yeah, so I'll be in here next week. I will talk to you about my awesome team I drafted as I defend my championship. I'll see you guys. Catch you guys next week. If your drafts are this weekend, good luck to all you GMs out there. Also, be sure to hop on our Facebook page, Yak Brothers Fancy Football Podcast Show, for any news or updates. Hit that like button. We'll invite you to our Yak Brothers private fan group where you can ask us questions directly. Our podcast can be found on almost every podcast app now, iTunes, iHeartRadio, etc., etc. So this was a bonus show here. Uh, Jimmy didn't really want to come back to a couple days before the kickoff, but I decided I want to get on here, talk to you guys about preseason week one, because I thought there was things that could be addressed to the fan base here that they want to listen to and talk about. Um, so I will be back next week with or without Jimmy. So he might be soaking up his tears because... He didn't get who he wanted, so we'll see. He seems pretty confident, though, in his draft preparation. So 
we'll see if he got because he said he already knows who he's getting the first three rounds. He said, Jimmy, you got 11 other guys you got drafts against. He goes, yeah, but I know who I'm getting. That's what he says. So we'll see if he, uh, if he nailed those first three picks uh, ne- on next week's show. All right, I'll see you guys later.